Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hey, Thrivers. Today, I want to tackle a topic that I've been thinking about for a little while for myself, and I think the new year always spurs this introspection for me, and currently, I'm recovering from COVID that I got promptly at the beginning of the year. I'm fine, but it's kicked my butt, to say the least. My upper respiratory system is still recovering. So I planned on doing dry dry January, and it pretty much happened without any effort because I can't even taste alcohol. Why bother drinking it, right? (laughs) So one of the topics that comes up a lot in my free Facebook community, Thriving Community, is women feeling really frustrated that their ex is out there living his best life while she is left picking up the pieces and not feeling good, right? Not living a happy life. He's out there having fun and she is stuck with a mess. And I really want to help you get curious about this because I feel like the reality is for a lot of you women whose ex may be with the other woman or, you know, on to the next person, he might be pleasure-seeking. And pleasure-seeking is not happiness-seeking or even happiness-experiencing. Pleasure can can come from partaking in things that may feel good but may not be good for us, right? So for women that might be in this boat, maybe they're pleasure-seeking. Maybe they are drinking a glass of wine every night or two or a bottle. Maybe they are pleasure-seeking by skipping doing their housework and watching Netflix all day instead. Maybe they are pleasure-seeking by curling up with the nearest warm body because they don't want to feel so alone, and maybe even that warm body is their ex, right? Some seek pleasure by stocking up on their favorite ice cream, even though they want to lose the extra pounds. Pleasure-seeking shows up in our bad habits, the things we do to seek comfort, even though it may not serve our highest good. So for your ex, maybe he left you for a woman half his age, Or maybe he left you for a man, for that matter. Maybe he is pleasure-seeking by trying to fulfill his carnal, hedonistic desires. And that doesn't mean he's happy. It may be pleasurable, and this may last for like a hot minute. But for a lot of people, after pleasure-seeking, the shame sets in. And then what happens when we feel shame as human beings? We numb it with more guilty pleasures and bad habits. This is why we have so many alcoholics and addicts in the world, even more so right now during COVID because people cannot stand 
to be alone with themselves and with their own thoughts. So they numb themselves with alcohol, drugs, sex, food, or binge watching. A lot of people turn to pleasure in order to receive that instant gratification, right? The chocolate cake, the glass of wine. And we get that instant gratification by giving in to our pleasure-seeking human desires. Yet when you really ask yourself, what do you want? What do you really, really want? Cue the Spice Girls. What you might say is happiness. Everybody wants happiness. But we push it away at every turn because pleasure is so much more easily attained in the moment. And the more they pleasure seek the things that are out of alignment with their real real goals and their real self, they find themselves farther and farther away from what it is that they truly want, which is happiness. The things we truly want like happiness, comes from doing the hard things, like things that make us uncomfortable. Happiness comes from sticking to your goals and your values over time, even when you want to give up, even when you want to throw in the towel, even when that chocolate cake looks so good, even when you cheat on your boyfriend because you're drunk at a bar. Those things cause you shame, right? And happiness comes because you make yourself proud. Happiness comes because you nurtured valuable relationships in your life and you created deeper, more meaningful connections. Happiness is liking yourself and who you are becoming and who you are being on the regular, right? Happiness is not the next new car. It's not the next vacation or even a house. My husband and I are building a dream home right now in North Carolina. I'm finally going to move away from Alaska and live in warm weather. And I've wanted this for pretty much all my life. I like went away to college and then I came back, right? So my dream is coming true. But if I cannot find happiness where I am right now, I'm not going to suddenly have it because I move to a nice, sunny, warm climate or a big, beautiful dream home on a lake. You know the saying, everywhere you go, there you are. You bring with you all the shit you don't like about yourself when you move. Things that don't make you happy. Houses don't make you happy. Vacations don't make you happy. And it's a God-honest truth that people will not make you happy. It's not a benchmark or a place that you finally arrive at when you finally have all the piles of money that you ever wanted. Happiness is not a destination. The only one that can make you happy is you. You create your happiness. And if you don't go to work on that, you will never attain it. Happiness isn't something that You arrive at, and once you have it, you always have it. It's something that you create daily. Happiness is something that you create in your mind. It is born of gratitude and building your own feelings of self-worth and self-love. 
You do that by becoming the version of you that makes you proud. The version of you that keeps promises that you make to yourself. The version of you that stops the pleasure seeking and sits in the discomfort of whatever it is that is going to get you the big goal, right? The discomfort of being alone for a while because you know you want better for yourself. Maybe you want to find Mr. Right one day and the hard work is not settling with being with Mr. Right now. It's being willing to go through the discomfort of being alone. And that aloneness is temporary. You will eventually not hate it. (laughs) Just like you started, I don't know, like maybe you started roller skating the other day and you kept falling on your ass, but eventually it's going to get good and you're going to eventually have fun. This is how life works. You don't get to start something new and be amazing at it. Think about dating. You're going to suck for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And it takes time and practice to get better at doing something new. And that's okay. Being willing to sit in that discomfort and learning something new and possibly sucking at it is how you're going to get good at anything. Happiness is creating healthy habits and it allows for the uncomfortable feeling of turning down a drink or turning down a dessert so that you can have better overall health and feel better in your physical body over the long run. It's turning down simple pleasures so that you can get to your goal, right? That's the gold. That's the deliciousness. That's the prize. Imagine like a little baby learning to walk. It's going to fall on its butt a thousand times, But babies don't get embarrassed because it fell. It doesn't say to itself, oh my God, how embarrassing. I'm never going to do that again. (laughs) Right? When you learned to read, you didn't nail it on your first book. You had to read a lot of Dick and Jane and all the freaking boring shit they did all day. You didn't throw in the towel and give up because your dog Spot was fucking boring. This is life. Real happiness is created because we're willing to do hard things. We're willing to do what's uncomfortable. And we're willing to fall on our ass a few times. Maybe even get our heart broken. I didn't meet my now husband on my first date after divorce. (laughs) Right? Like I had to go out there in the world and fall on my butt a few times. I was a terrible first date. The first time I went on one after my divorce, I still remember like verbal vomiting all over this guy about my ex-husband on that date. It was so ugly. I overly shared. I was not a hot date. I was not fun for him, right? But I kept doing it and I learned, I reflected on myself and I looked at myself and said, wow, that was so unsexy of you. And I went on other dates. Soon it became fun. Soon I was loving it. I was also loving my alone time. I loved when my kids were at their dad's because I would have solitude and peace and I could sit quietly and read a book or 
do like arts and crafts, right? I learned to become a better version of me. And I learned to trust me. It wasn't always easy. There were times where I cried in my wine glass and watched endless love stories on Netflix and woke up puffy-eyed the next day. But changing those unhealthy habits that were keeping me small required me to take a really good hard look at my own habits. I had to look hard at what was I doing that was pleasure-seeking and giving me that instant gratification. I realized I have an opportunity. I have a clean slate. I could become who I want to be. And then I went to work becoming her. And I can honestly say I, I had to keep moving the goalpost because I would actually reach my goals. I cannot even dream up right now what I might be accomplishing in five years from now because as soon as I start speaking those goals into the world, I feel like my brain goes to work creating it and my dreams keep coming true faster than I even plan them. I'm starting to throw like ridiculous things out there like I have a goal to only fly on a private Learjet, (laughs) right? Why not? Now, if this sounds foreign to you and you can't imagine creating dreams and making them real and coming true for yourself, you're not dreaming big enough. You might not be taking the small actions that it takes to make your dreams a reality. Your first step might simply be to acknowledge how you're doing too much pleasure seeking and not enough taking the empowered action that's really going to move your life forward. Now, empowered action is what happens when you make a decision for yourself that your future self thanks you for, right? Some of those decisions might look like putting more money aside into your retirement or leaving a job that is life-sucking so that you can do something you love. Or maybe it's joining a gym with some girlfriends so you can get healthier. Or maybe it's breaking up with a guy that you kind of dated because you were lonely. You have an opportunity to finally create a life you love. Don't waste it by pleasure seeking. Start being way more conscious about the choices you make in your life and start really looking at what is going to make you happy. Go do that. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here today. And if you love this podcast, please give me a five-star review. It helps other people find it. And I love reading the comments people leave. I read every single one of them. As a matter of fact, I'm going to acknowledge somebody right now. Okay, here's one that was recently left for me. Julie's podcast saved me in my darkest period. I listen to it every day to help me center and reframe my thoughts about my separation. Each day, I'm developing more self-love and self-worth, which are truly priceless gifts. The world would be a better place if everyone followed her lessons. Thank you for doing what you do. I love that. Thank you so much. 
So leave me a review, leave your comments. I cannot wait to read them. Thank you all so much for being here. Until next time. Hey ladies, are you in my free Facebook group yet? It's called Thriving Community, Women Helping Women Through Divorce. You can search for it with that name in the search bar on Facebook, or just click the link in the show notes. You'll be prompted to fill out a few short questions to get in, but on the inside, there are weekly live streams with me where you can interact with me directly and ask me questions. I'll see you there.